Good Tuesday morning, everybody. Welcome on into your FreightWaves Now community spotlight for this Tuesday. I'm Kaylee Nix. Joining me is Mary O'Connell, host and writer for our Check Call community, talking all about the world of the 3PL. Mary, thank you for being here with us. You guys know there's no better place I'd rather spend my Tuesday morning than right here with you guys. Awesome. And we're going to dig into today's topic. And it's a pretty interesting one. We're talking geofencing today. And this is brand new to me, right? Especially when it comes to the world of the 3PL and the shipper. Let's start off just by talking about what is geofencing and why does it have an application in logistics? So geofencing um, has at its very basic understanding, which I'm not an expert, but that's okay. Um, it's basically a, it sets up a field around a building or a location. Basically, as soon as you cross into that field, it marks that you've arrived. So most commonly it's used for like warehouses, distribution centers, receivers. There's either a circle or the shape of the building that has been drawn out in a system somewhere. And then as soon as um, basically as soon as you get in close enough range, you get pinged that you've entered that range. And therefore, it's another way to know that you've arrived and it can kind of um, validate and kind of be that extra support for something like detention or arrival times or, you know, if it's been a drop trailer that they can't find in the yard, they know it at least entered around this time and they can kind of go from there. So it's got a pretty good application specifically in that visibility area of the supply chain, but it's also... Um, it can also do a little bit more than that. And it's, uh, it's most, it's, it's honestly, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's really handy because you just, you don't have to like sit there and call the driver all the time and say, Hey, are you there? You know, that they just rolled on in. They can see where they rolled in. If it was like, like the South gate, the North gate or whatever kind of gate you have, um, they can see when it rolls in and they kind of get a head start to know that, uh, that shipment has arrived and it just needs to be processed internally on the, the floor. So we know, especially in today's day and age, we are always looking for these little tiny processes that automate the way that things work, right? You're looking to gain back those maybe five to 10 minutes that it would take to call a driver, call the receiver, say, hey, is my guy here? I don't know. I haven't seen him. You know, we changed shifts at the guard shack in the time that someone was coming in, talked to this guy instead. And this is one of those things that can really be a game changer from that. But it requires a little bit of a collaboration from both parties, right? Both your shipper and your 3PL have to be on board. Is that something that we're looking at maybe being a roadblocked implementation or are we seeing more folks getting on board with it? So it kind of just depends on that individual shipper or even the technology that that 3PL provides. So um, pretty much the the right now is pretty straightforward. You know, we have this this invisible geofence setup that someone comes in and checks it off. But there's been a lot of problems in some of those where um, it ends up, instead of automating that process, it kind of adds more time back into the day because uh, if you have a circle geofence, it might go out onto a street. And if that driver's driving down the street to, you know, turn and come into that facility, they cross into that geofence. And then a couple of minutes later, or a minute later, they leave that geofence. So it marks them as like arrived and departed. But then when they actually go to check in, there's another geofence tag. And so you kind of, then you have to have someone managing those exceptions and say, okay, what was an actual check-in and what was just, they drove through the field and same on the departure. Like if they leave and they drive through a field, um, you know, they're kind of, th that takes away that automation part of it because you still have to have someone sitting there, babysitting those exceptions and working through them. So it really kind of, um, it's, it's an almost perfect solution, um, except for those, some of those hiccups that happen and they happen very often. But I would say that typically if you are a shipper that's looking to 
make things easier and kind of, you know, for example, know for accurate detention times or know which facilities of yours have problems getting trucks in and out or stuff like that. It's a really valuable tool that you can use to kind of highlight and collect some of that data. And same on that 3PL side, it's definitely a value add service that you can add to your shippers because it's another thing that you can take data on that you can give a metric to, to show, hey, this is how much, this is where we started and this is how much we're improving various operations inside your organization. I can also imagine that it can be really useful when you're trying to track those little expenses that get away from you, right? Whether that's detention time or whether that's having to pay overcharges, whatever it may be, that's that really tangible evidence that then you can go back and tell your shipper, hey, look, this is where you're slow. This is where I'm having to pay more money, speed it up, get it right, or we're going to take this business away from you. What are some other key metrics that can really be found from geofencing? And is that really useful when you're talking about carrier performance as well? Absolutely. So you can a lot of times wrap that up, wrap geofencing up into your carrier performance, into those carrier metrics that those that you give or that you get from carriers. So whether that's their on-time percentage, um, their arrival, and most of the time to implement something like geofencing specifically with your carriers, they don't need to have a special device in their in their truck. They don't need to have, um, you know, the whatever you click in your car for progressive, they don't need to necessarily have that. A lot of times it can be turned on with um, a system that they already have in their car, in their vehicle. So there's nothing ex extra on their part. It's just, hey, we're going to set this up and then it'll cross in kind of like when you come close to your Bluetooth speaker, it'll turn on. So we'll suddenly start playing music through it. Um, so it's really, it's really a helpful tool when you're trying to get some of those carrier performance metrics. And um, like we mentioned, detention and everything like that, just because it is hard to really get a good grasp on that. Because, um, you know, while so-and-so said that they checked in at this time, well, they had to wait in line at the guard shack. So technically they were already waiting. And then it gives you a more clear picture of, okay, well, this is this is actually when they arrived at this location. And then it maybe took them three hours to get unloaded and then they had to wait more while they were there. So it's it kind of gives some of that visibility and insight in a truly unbiased way into that organization for then shippers to really boil down and say, okay, what processes are we clearly not hitting very well that we can improve to become that shipper of choice that everybody wants to work with? And the shipper of choice, speaking of, you know what? Oh, we're going to do a little shameless little plug here. Nominations for Freight Moves Shipper of Choice are uh, currently open. So go check those out, freightmoves.com slash shipper of choice. Anyways, back to our topic at hand. Now let's address so maybe what happens when one party has the tech, but the other doesn't. Whether that's the shipper that wants to geofence, the 3PL's not ready, or the 3PL says, hey, let's do this. And your shipper's like, eh, I don't really know. What type of cross-collaboration does it take? Is it a hardware service? Is it a software service? Is it talking about days of startup time versus weeks to months, how easy is it to implement and get it going? So for the most part, it's going to be, it, for the most part, it depends. Um, but you can get it set up within a few days if you want to, depending on what kind of partner you use. And we kind of dive into that more in the episode today of what you kind of should look for and what different things that your partner can bring. Um, but sometimes you can get it set up within days. Sometimes it'll take a week. And other times, depending on what kind of geofencing you're setting up, if you want to draw the exact geofence around the building on Google Maps, it'll take you a significant amount of time for like a year to get it all done. So it's really a matter of making sure that you're using that time wisely and you're using those resources and um, that you're setting those priorities in there. But you can get it set up pretty quickly. And I'd say that 
if you're a 3PL that doesn't have any sort of geofencing that you're either recommending to shippers or working with shippers on, then um, if that's not something that you do, I'd say that's a giant missed opportunity um, because it looks kind of bad if a shipper has geofencing implemented and then they come to work with you as a new 3PL and you don't have anything like that. I would say that that doesn't necessarily look very good on that 3PL and that maybe they should uh, get some of that some of that tech investment because it's not going to it's not going to end well if you if your shipper has better technology than your 3PL. So I think that that's a good place to kind of start to wrap this up is the providers who are in the logistics space particularly are there any that are doing specific geofences for shippers and 3PLs or are we looking at maybe global geofencing companies who are starting maybe like a side foray into logistics? So we do have those geofencing things that we kind of break that down today with Kestrel Insights and they are kind of the automated geofencing specialists, if you will. But then uh, they've also partnered and integrated into some of those common visibility tools. Like, you know, you'll have your Project 44s and other things that 3PLs and shippers are already using. And so it's really just a matter of turning that feature on for them and getting more of that accurate data, the more clear picture for what you're looking for and getting those tools that you can then take back to your shipper and say, hey, look, aren't we awesome? You should continue to work with us. Another tool in the toolbox. And you know what? Maybe you work with us well and you might end up on that shipper of choice list for 2024. I don't know. Another shameless plug. You never know. Mary, speaking of shameless <laughs> plugs, where can you find Check Call, the newsletter, and the show coming up later on today? Uh, well, if you're already on FreightWaves.com filling out your shipper of choice recommendation, you can just go to the communities or newsletter segments and subscribe on FreightWaves.com slash check call. And then you can find all the episodes uh, on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Mary, thank you for that. We'll catch you on the show later. Have a great Tuesday. You too, guys.